Barum is relationships. Barum is you and me and everyone in America. What are you talking about? The room is different cookie cutter mm -hmm. from Hollywood. Yeah, man, you never know. People are very strange these days. What's going on? Welcome to The Room Minute. The podcast where we get obsessed with the cinematic classic, The Room. One minute at a time. You have no idea what kind of trouble you're in here, do you? Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison. Oh, hi, Rob. Oh, hi, listeners. We're here to talk about Minute 90 in which Johnny's James Bond training pays off. And it starts with Johnny. Well, he has returned with the tape from downstairs, and he says, we'll see about that. that. Again, he already said that once, but he says it again. And he proceeds to play back the conversation we just heard, which audience members have noted is different than the previous conversation. But I would argue it actually isn't. It is literally the same audio, but the timing is slightly different because of the editing. And we hear two sentences that we didn't hear before. In The Disaster Artist, Greg Cicero notes when Johnny plays their conversation back a few seconds later, the recording is different from what the audience just heard. And yes, that difference is actually in the script. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. It had evidently not occurred to Tommy when he was writing the room to scroll back half a page and cross-check two conversations, and Juliet and I didn't bother correcting the discrepancy. <laughs> but, uh, with his side of the conversation, it is literally the same audio. I will insert it, uh, maybe here. You see him on that. Hello? Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. I need to talk to you. I need to talk to you. What's going on? What's going on? Don't worry about Johnny, he's, just being, about Johnny. he's just being a big baby. You know, I love you, know, you very I love much. You very much. You're the sparkle of my life. I can't live without you. I love you. I love you. Why don't you ditch this creep? I don't like him anymore. I know, I know he's, he's not, not worth, worth it. it. Why don't Why I come up there and be with you? you? Sure, baby, come on up. I want your body. The only thing altered is the timing of a couple lines, but it is the same recording. With Juliet's, she does get two extra lines, but there is more than enough time in that gap where we saw Johnny listening from inside the bathroom for her to say those two lines. So she just said them when we couldn't hear them. Which those two lines are when she says, you know, I love you to get a mess. She says, you the sparkle of my life. I can't live without you. I have a question. Yeah. Is this the same recording device that he used to record with? No, because okay. when he comes up, he grabs a different tape recorder from the table up here. Yeah. that The one downstairs looked more like it might be an answering machine of some sort. Yeah, that's what I thought. This this is just a tape player. Okay. Because it... Why does he have them? Wait a sec. Was it a full-size cassette before? I don't think so. <laughs> because it was the... Yeah, because the answering machine... So. Yeah, the answering machine wa one was the small one. Yeah. So we made a comment about how little it can actually record with. Where is this? Where is this? Uh, let's... Peter, Peter. Minute 52. All right. No, minute 52. It's already in the player. Let's see. Minute 51. Wait, were you the guest for that week? I think I was. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Would you play 51? Oh, no. Looks like it's a full-size thing. It's strange, but also looks like it's the exact same cordless phone that we see upstairs. <sighs> God, this movie just makes... It's so mind-numbing to try and analyze everything about it sometimes. 
he cuts off the tape when she says, I love, I love you. you, and Tommy does some acting. Acting. See, it sounds hurt. You little, little tramp. tramp. How, How could you do, you do this to me? me? I, I gave you seven, seven years, of my, years life. of my life. And you, you betray me. We see what else we have on this tape. Okay, so the seven years of his life thing, mm-hmm. that kind of made me think, like, is he trying to reference a seven-year itch? Mm-hmm. Probably. Tommy does like classic movies. It's like she's having a seven-year itch, but unlike the film Seven-Year Itch, the man remains faithful, whereas she doesn't. Yeah. And that's like the twist of the seven-year itch. Yeah. But not only that, so the the tape is completely rewound, but the recording's at the very beginning. Yes. Yes. But it should be near the, (laughs) at least the end. Or there should be this awkward moment where he's like, no, 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 it's, it, it's a little bit past that. And then... Yeah, this is it's really unlikely this is the only conversation recorded on that tape. Yeah. It's been a couple days and the party happened. People would have called. Yeah. We should hear like a random conversation with Steven being like, oh, I'm going to make it to the party after all. Yeah. Or like somebody talking like, do you hear they ordered a pizza with two different sauces? I know, right? <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> like... <laughs> But they were half and half, though. Yeah, and it's not even the pizza they got. Yeah, so this recording should not be at the very beginning of the tape. No. Like, he should have, like, rewound it even a little bit. But no, it's, like, right at the beginning. Yeah, he just puts it in push play. Yeah. Like, it... If if he just walked up holding the player already, it would have... We would have been like, maybe he did that on the way up. Yeah. Battery operated. Fine. No, he's got a whole other tape player up here. Yeah. Maybe it's the alcohol and chair... Yeah, and tape recorder room. ...set. It just, hmm. all right. I'm... Well, yeah, as I said, this looks like to be the exact same cordless phone that was downstairs. Yet they have a different tape recorder. Yeah. Like the production suddenly had something extra. And he never plugged in the tape recorder to the phone, correct? He just put it underneath? No, he he put a wire into the phone. Okay. We, we couldn't figure out what that wire did because it wasn't the phone line. Yeah, and a phone w- wouldn't have that. <laughs> Like it doesn't have like most, not most, but almost all phones don't have an auxiliary port, right? Especially not in two thousand three, two thousand four. No, because even the you need like if you had a headset phone, you have to have a splitter so then it can kind of like switch from like headset to the the standard like pickup phone, or you have to have a much nicer phone. Yes, much nicer phone. They have a basic one. Yeah. So the reason why I ask is. All right, never mind. Because <laughs> I'm going to play with the belief that this is hooked directly into the line of the phone. That it was, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because if it wasn't, and this recorder is just sitting underneath because that is a reality, you'd be hearing a lot of air and not Mark talking. Right, because it wasn't just, um, yeah, it would not get his audio right. But he also has like these tape recorders on hand. Well, that's because he's—he doesn't really work at a bank. He's secretly a spy. He's a Polish spy who's spying on San Francisco, oh. but, the entire city. Uh, for what reason? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you ask for reasons? <sighs> I'm sorry, I blurted it out because it was, you know, logical <laughs> to ask. Yeah, because then it's like, why would he have these many relationships if he were a spy? Well, he's he's got to have people in strategic positions, you know, college students and unemployed guys and psychologists. But it just makes it even more of like, what is it that you do? Because <laughs> you're spending so much money and you you lose a promotion. Yeah, and you're angry about it because it could have. It's a promotion. You would believe you'd make more money. Maybe get an apartment with more than one half bathroom. Right. But how are you supposed to get promoted at the bank when your real job is a spot? Yeah. 
And how do you buy when you walk around this much of the city in the same exact spots every time? Yeah. That's why he's walking all over. He's got to meet with his, like, con- his contact handler in different places. Yeah. They're like, yeah, I'm over at the uh, Palace of Fine Arts. Like, fine, I'll walk there. Yeah. Why are you like, over you there? You have a car, sir. Yeah, but I'll walk there. We're in Union Square. Okay, I'll walk there. Can you wear a suit that fits? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that would be too obvious. I need a... Could you cut your hair? No, that would be too yeah. obvious. I need a jacket that looks like I can fit a lot of stuff inside. See, no one would ever believe he's a spy, so it's perfect. No. He has no tendencies of a spy. It's the perfect cover. I think Tommy Wiseau is a spy now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and this movie, see, they do the midnight screening so that they can, like... They basically uh, clone everyone's phone that shows up so they can just track thousands of college students. Eh, I guess. This is how Russia got control of the country. All right. All right. Oh, God dang it. <laughs> I just heard something that doesn't make sense. <laughs> In the room? <laughs> In the recording. Oh, what? Oh, my God. There's an echo. <laughs> Why would there be an echo if it's hardlined? <laughs> Really bad phone. <laughs> there shouldn't. There shouldn't be a no. Oh God. Okay. <laughs> so if you put have the echo, that means these two people are in the room at the same exact time recording this. Yes. Yes. Which they were. Why would it have an echo if it's hardlined? They actually recorded this has, conversation right before they filmed the scene. But if there is an echo, no. Okay. So I I understand the aspects, but you remove the echo by using a proper mic. <laughs> So there should not be an echo. If there's an echo, that means that the tape recorder was not attached to the phone, which means you should not be able to hear Mark. <laughs> the echo is... Oh, God damn it. A bit. Mm, there shouldn't be an echo. <sighs> I'm mad. Like... Do you know how many recordings I've done, like when you're a DJ and all that? And the first thing you hear is just like the echo, which means you left the mic open somewhere. And you're just like, oh, my God, this entire recording is trashed yeah, because it's a shit recording. Oh, that means they weren't even near the, the recording device. No. Well, I think literally when we see her saying the lines is when hers were recorded. So, no, she's not near a microphone. There's a boom mic somewhere, I think. No, a boom mic wouldn't do this. A boom mic would be right next to her. Right, but it wouldn't be next. Is it her echoing or Mark? Because he wouldn't be next to it. He's behind the camera somewhere. It's like as if they put the recording device behind the camera and Mark was there too. Oh, maybe they put the boom mic somewhere between the two of them. And so it's not near either of them. Yeah, but the boom mic wouldn't pick up the echo over her. It would pick the echo over Greg as he was sitting off camera. The promise is they both have an echo. So the mic's not near either of them. Neither of them. Right. We only have one mic, so they just put it somewhere between them. Yes. Or they just hit the record on this actual recording device as they spoke. (laughs) Uh, Mark claims, by the way, in his book that they read two different versions of the lines, which is a lie. Or at least we don't hear that, so it's corrected in post-production, because we hear the same lines twice. Yeah. In the same recording. Even. And I like how daintily she tries to grab the recorder. Because, <laughs> like, Johnny doesn't really put up a fight trying to take the recorder away. No. And she says, no. no. Stop. Stop. You, you little prick. prick. I put, put up, up with, with you for seven, seven years. years. I think you're, you're an, an angel. angel. You're just, just like, like everybody. everybody. He says, fighting back. Yeah, where did that bag come from? I don't know. Like, it just happened to be on that bed. 
<laughs> Maybe it was in the drawer. She grabbed it with the clothes. Yeah. It's her go bag. She's always ready. And then Johnny's last line of this minute, I, I treat, treat you like, you like a princess. princess. And you, you stab, stab me in the back. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah? So if you go to second 28, mm-hmm. you see he has, like, the way he's turned is because he grabbed her with his right hand, his dominant hand. Yeah. If you go to second 26 where they actually zoom in on him grabbing, that's his left hand. Mm-hmm. So that bag was never actually on the bed. They just probably reshot this. Like, have a shot of her throwing stuff in, and then he grabbed the hand. And then they probably put in, like, the sound on post or something like that. But yeah, this is not the same arm. Well, just like, I think the his hands on the tape player are not his hands. Yeah. The way he's standing there with his left arm back, it'd be really awkward to have that left arm extended, but also bent at the elbow. This is definitely not the same shot or continuity, but very on par with the room. Are you suggesting that there is shoddy continuity in the room? <sighs> yes. <laughs> I mean... It's not like hate- Lisa sets up for the party on two different days. I know. It is a <laughs> surprise party. Yes. What's all these happy birthday bands? Why'd, why'd you move the furniture? Why are there new food? <laughs> That's so funny the way he says life. <laughs> he like emphasizes the wrong thing. It makes it sound more like he's emoting though. It's not good acting, but it does feel like emoting. But he doesn't emphasize the consonant, which would be the more powerful letter in the word it's because he's too sad he doesn't have the energy yeah he does it with back as well yeah it's like i gave you seven years of my life like (laughs) yeah and on his last line this minute he says and you stabbed me in the back he he loses the k yeah and i I love you and i did anything for you you to just just please please you you. awkward phrasing and And now now you betray betray me me. how How could could you you love it and the minute ends was there anything else left out of this recording or no? Yeah, we hear the end of the conversation where she said, he says, uh, why don't you ditch this creep? And she says she's going to come up to be with him. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's like two more lines each to them, which we'll hear next week. So now it's the most midnight screening. The audience, of course, uh, someone here said, yeah, you have to perfectly rewind six weeks of audio. Which is wrong. It hasn't been six weeks. But yes, he did have to perfectly rewind it somehow without her seeing it. When she says, you're the sparkle of my life, I can't live without you. They're like, you never said that. But that's not true. We just didn't hear it. We were in the bathroom with Johnny. And then because the audience always picks on Lisa more than anyone, Johnny says seven years. But they don't correct it until she says seven years. And then they yell five. So they're correcting her, not him. And then at the end of the minute, the audience screams along with Johnny, how could you love him? They're not nice. Bunch of drunk frat boys picking on Lisa. She deserves better. Yeah. Hearing like, like it just goes to like every, every time I've been on here, who hurt you, who hurt you, Tommy? Yeah. Because it's, I don't think he treats her like a princess. I think he treats her like he thinks you're supposed to treat a, yeah. someone like a princess. Get, giving Anything her gifts Anything for my princess. Yeah. Anything for my princess. <laughs> but it's, it, uh, it is toxic behavior. To do this? Yeah. Where you think, I bought you something, so I'm entitled to you in a way. Well, that's like the the first night in the movie. Yeah. He gets home from work and brings her a dress. She puts the dress on. They go upstairs, have sex, fall asleep. Mm-hmm. He wakes up in the morning and leaves for work. Yeah. So that's There's why. There's not it's... even conversation. You know? No. A, l- a lot of this movie, they aren't, they aren't talking. Right. So, I'm sorry, seven years of that? <laughs> yeah, that's not going to be very fun. No. And if it was always in this apartment, there's not much space. There's not much. You can't do anything. There's no kitchen. Like Lisa does nothing. There might not be a shower or bathtub. Yeah. Lisa has technically she doesn't have a life. Yeah. Because it may. I don't know if it. Well, let's say this. 
Tommy's post. Tommy wrote this about his past relationship where he probably had someone live with him and that person didn't work. And he's translating it to this person, but not having an idea of what that person did on their own personal life, which means nothing. Right. He doesn't know what she does, so she does nothing. Yes. So all he has to do is just keep coming home to her and her life is basically Johnny or Tommy or whatever it is. There's no difference. (laughs) Yeah. As far as we know, Lisa has no life. She doesn't leave. All she does is ask him what he did, but there's never a conversation of what she did because it's always with the quote unquote bitch mother. Yeah. So like she literally has no life. Even Michelle, like they, uh, they talk, they don't talk about what Lisa does except for that's when it comes up that she's cheating on Johnny and that's yeah Johnny's storyline. Mm-hmm. The whole thing of like treating her like a princess, it is incredibly toxic behavior in a way. It's not really gaslighting, but it is a severe form of like entitlement where you believe that I got you this thing. So you should be with me because you accepted the gift, but you should accept the gift because like you own. Yeah. You should accept the gift because I gave it to you because I care about you. Right. I don't know. He's dictating what it means that he gives her things and how she's supposed to receive them. Like she is the quote unquote, the slut tramp because I've done my part of how a relationship works but it's incredibly misguided on what that relationship is, especially without a 100% view of what Lisa actually does. Yeah. Because as far as we know, she's not even happy in this relationship because she does nothing of her life. And she's supposed to be like in her 20s. Well, the actress turned, what, 21 while filming. Yeah. So this is not a 21-year-old's lifestyle. (laughs) No. Maybe in the 40s and 50s, but you'd at least be doing something, having friends, working out something, something. Or we'd see the kitchen. So she's doing something. Yeah. She wouldn't be ordering pizza. She'd be making dinner. Yeah. Right now, all she does is stay in his room. Yeah. We don't even know where her computer is. She supposedly works with computers. Yeah. How does Johnny work with everything without having to bring anything home either? He's just really good at his job. No, (laughs) I don't buy that. Like, that's the reason why you got passed for a promotion is because somebody else brought their home. Because, home. He, yeah, someone else yeah. brings their work home. He doesn't. Yeah. He's got a princess to take care of, so he couldn't be bothered. Uh, someone saved the bank more money than he did. Yeah. yeah. So a little bit more of a reveal of, like, how Tommy views relationships. <laughs> like, unfortunately, this is very much kind of like the misconception of 500 Days of Summer, where you think summer is the bad person the whole time but really it's the growth of the guy and understanding what a real relationship is like yeah so i mean it's 500 days of summer is a great movie don't get me wrong but it is misconceived as well right because it spends so long on his viewpoint that some people don't realize that's not what it's trying to say yeah and it is very clear that she was not going after him for a relationship blah 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 but i can't see how this person lived with johnny for seven years and how old? Wait, she turned 21? Mm-hmm. That means he's been dating her since she was 14. Yeah. To be fair, he's supposed to be about the same age. Yeah, I know. That's called grooming. <laughs> well, no, he, if he's the same age as her, it's not really grooming. It's just a weird relationship. Yeah, she could be playing older. I mean, it is right, weird. She's, yeah. like, it's, it's I think weird. she is supposed to be a couple years older, and he's supposed to be many years younger. Mm. All right. They're supposed to be about the same age. 
That's why Michelle also cares about Johnny is because they're about the same age. They're all roughly just out of college. Yeah, but you don't get out of college and save a company millions of dollars. You do if you're brilliant. You would get a promotion <laughs> if you were. Johnny, good guy. Oh, God, yeah, that's right. He's supposed to be, like, superhuman with everything he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Never mind that. It's Friday. It's Friday, Friday. I know it. It all sounds like some bad movie. So we got to talk about bad movies. Mm-hmm. I actually have one. I haven't watched one in a while. So I would like to mention Ouija Shark because it was surprisingly <laughs> entertaining. It was dumb, but it was... The name of it alone is just yeah. amazing. Yeah. It's big, the biggest problem is there is literally no reason there should be a shark in this movie. <laughs> it could just have been any spirit out of a Ouija board and it'd be the same movie. But they wanted a floating ghost shark. I mean, it's entertaining. Yeah. It, the, oh, it was hilarious. Every time the shark was on the screen, I just laughed because it's just this silly see-through shark floating in the air and a bunch of people would get killed by it. All right. And they're, they're supposedly teenagers and they're not. And um, that's all I have to say about it. It is worth watching. It's entertaining. If you'd like dumb shark movies, and there's a lot of them, it's worth watching. So I also had a take on a monster movie. The history behind it was they're supposed to be, you would see this movie poster, what is supposed to be an imp- an impossible imposing creature that's about to destroy the city. And this creature comes from like the quote unquote prehistoric time because this movie was also filmed in 1957. So this would scare you because of how terrible and frightening this creature is supposed to be. And it's like bigger than any fighter planes and nothing can take it down. It's taking down jetliners in its claw. It is the giant claw. Oh, okay. This movie is horrendous. (laughs) So the movie posters cut out the top half of the creature so you never got to see its face. (laughs) And when they give you a face reveal, it is horrible. It looks like those Chinese uh, roosters that just like Like the weird hair. Yes. (laughs) It is so, it is an ugly looking creature. Not an ugly, like terrifying. Like this was not designed well at all. So I don't know if you've ever seen it. I watch it with my uncle because he, we always watch like old black and white creature features and all that, you know, like them, <laughs> the Valley of the. Yeah, I've seen this, but yeah, a long time ago. I'm looking at pictures from yeah. it right now. Oh yeah. My God. But yeah, the giant claw. It's a hand puppet. It is. <laughs> it is so bad, but it, 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 in its own way, it is iconic because of how old this film is and it's just yeah, bad. 57. Yeah. And since you didn't know what you were getting yourself into because of the, the times, there's no reveal of like what it could be and all that, that you just walked in and this was what you saw. And that was it. Oh, yeah. The posters are so weird with its head off the frame. Yeah. The head is always cut off in the posters. <laughs> so like this was supposed to be the reveal of the monster was the face. And it's just the worst. I mean, it's poor. It's poorly rated on its release. It's rated higher now because people, you know, like the bad film. Yeah, 4.6 might be a little too high on IMDb for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so TV Guide panned it a 1 out of 4 yeah. because that's probably the lowest score they could give it. Ouija Shark has a 1.8 on IMDb. Yeah. <laughs> Critical reception was very negative. <laughs> like, that's what they said about it. Wow. But these are reviews from 1957. So they aren't as eloquent as they are now and there aren't as many reviews of it. <laughs> Leonard Malton still calls it laughable (laughs) so yeah that's my bad movie and it is still bad i don't care what the reviews are because people are giving it better reviews because of um what it is yeah kind of giving it like you know the times and all that but when it came out 
horrible. Nice. One more time, Johan. Where can the listeners hear more from you? You guys can find me on a on finished projects like the Independence Day Minute, which is about Independence Day. And then another past project was Starship Troopers, which was called uh, Roughneck Minute. So it's nothing wrong when people make it fun of the project. In this case, The Room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drop Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com. Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show, you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening. And remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us!